I got no patience for ignorant folk. Yeah. Nobody will stop me from doing good. You in the presence of a giant. All my life, my race had to be defiant. To be heard, I had to cause a riot. Black is magic, Nabudo is my silver lining. You in the presence of a giant. All it took was a spliff and a little grit. All it took was a spliff and a little grit. All it took was a spliff and a little grit. All it took was a spliff and a little grit. Welcome to the Gritty Grit. Gritty grit. Gritty grit. Grit grit. Grit. <laughs> five five. Yes. Yes. Guys, we came here midweek because we wanted to give you a little taste, a little teaser, a little debate, a little something, something that's mm. going on. We mm. just wanted to catch up with y'all. I know. Couldn't wait till Friday. Couldn't wait till Friday. I was like, yeah, we need a little, a little therapy session. Yeah, we um, Because I've been seeing some stuff. I'm, I always look at like broad themes rather than just trying just news jack. I'm always like, what's happening in the world? Yeah, you wanted to get to the depths of things. I do. And there's a few things I've been seeing. The first thing that really annoyed me was um, this very anti-woman thing that's happening in South Africa. Like a lot of women are being to be honest, killed, brutalized in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of violence against women. And then fast forward to my guy, Harvey Weinstein. I ain't gonna lie, I thought he had some friends in some high places yeah. and he will not get convicted. But he got 23 years. 23 years in prison. Amen. In the prison. Amen. In the prison. Amen. Just didn't think that's that's where his story was gonna end. You know, I, I just if I was looking at him, I was looking at all the movies he did. I didn't think okay, in five years he's gonna you know be in prison for exactly, exactly, exactly. And then something caught my eye, um, and it was about it was in the Guardian because I love the Guardian. I do love them. Um, and it was basically um, about a grime star called uh, Solo 45. Okay. And uh, yeah, he was got signed to a, a record label, was about to kill things. But then all of a sudden, there scandals coming out about how he is um, violating women, like waterboarding them. Um, he basically does his whole, yeah, I'm a celebrity, I'm nice, very charming. And then once he gets you in the room, my guy is like pulling your hair, beating you, slapping you, like all this violent sex. And I was like, hold on, I need no-no for this one. I need a mm-hmm. conversation because I don't understand. Where is this violence against women coming from? Has it always been there and we're now bringing a light on it? Or is it actually getting worse because of things like this easy access to violent pornography? Like what, I, I just want to speak to a woman about it. So I was like, it's coming midweek, let's have a little parlay. I mean, I wish I was an expert on this. I haven't experienced, I haven't been on the experience side of it. But, Good. <laughs> but I will say, I think violence against women has always been, it's obviously always been a thing throughout history. I mean, I, th- I think one of the beginnings of prohibition, and I could be totally wrong about this, but I think actually one of the beginnings of prohibition came to light because um, men would basically drink, go home, and then be really abusive to their wives. And that's why prohibition kind of started. One of the reasons why prohibition started but I mean, do I feel like the impact of the easily accessible, you know, pornography where the woman being beaten is being kind of glorified? Is is that impacting people? Is it the fact that it's being so normalized now that people can easily have and men can easily have access to that? You know, that's definitely, you know, a uh, part of that mm. as well. I mean, it's just like the way that pornography can impact your mind. I think um, is definitely you know part of the reason why we are seeing such a you know such a high amount of, of men behaving like this. But 
yeah, I don't know. It's it's one of those things that I, I would have to read more about and understand more about. What are your what are your thoughts kind of on it? Um hmm. So I was just looking at um, the UN's um, facts and figures on ending violence against women. And they were saying how, when you look at national studies, they say up to 70% of women have experienced physical or sexual violence from an intimate partner in their lifetime. This is ridiculous. Like, this is ridiculous. Now, I do know um, some societies are very patriarchal, and so women are actually seen as property or just as functioning to create, um, to, to create life essentially, and, mm -hmm. and that's their that's that's their goal. That's all they should be doing. But I think recently, I think there's two things that really concern me. One is, you know, I grew up in a generation where if you were into porn, you had 10 minutes free view on Television X. And Television X was like, it was like the, the, the trailers to a porn movie. Yeah. But it was like, that's, that's all you had. That's all you had. You prayed to God that God will turn that 10 minutes to an hour. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you know, you somehow you get free access. But it never happened. You know what I'm saying? And that was it. It was all like, you know, soft kissing and hugging and wearing tight t-shirts, that kind of stuff. Like kind of <laughs> girls gone wild kind of thing. It wasn't yeah. like bikinis. But now, listen. There is free, crazy, violent, let's see how far we can go pornography. And I'm like, hold on, kids have access to this, mm. yeah, without their parents knowing one, because yeah. they're more te technologically aware, you know, of how to get past these things. But two is what they think of sex normally is going to be that violent version of, of sex. Yeah. Um, so I think this is a particular issue that is now going to rear its ugly head. And then we're going to now get into a world of virtual reality, which is going to be the norm very, oh very soon. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine where that's going to go. Exactly. Well, so what, it's weird. Yeah. Yes. What do you think though? Because where do you think men, what do you think, how do you think this ties into masculinity? Because it's mm. around, I feel like a lot of the time when men are not feeling secure in themselves or when they have yeah, if they have a wide insecurity, if something's not measuring mm. up, then sometimes they are using this. Now, obviously, I'm being very general, but they can use this to act out because mm. mean, this to me is a crime. Like It know, is. Men that do this, they're criminals to me. I mean, it straight is. up. It so is. what do you think it is where, you know, you're finding a lot of men having to assert themselves in this way in the bedroom? Okay. What, what are they getting out of it? What do you think? Can I, can I go back... Go to history first, Let's go to history. and then give me school me. So I'm gonna try and school you. I mean, I'm definitely gonna get some people really, that can drop some bars. And it's gonna be really difficult. But but I I, <laughs> I I I do. I, what really came to mind was the justification of how men see and treat women. Yeah. And a lot of the time, whenever <laughs> I had this conversation, it often boils down to religion. Yeah. Mm. And and I find and I know Christianity. <laughs> well-ish <laughs> in that, that that was religion I was raised as um, but whenever we talk about women and their place within Christianity which is essentially how it's, how it's told is you're the vehicle in which you can go to heaven the, the role of women has always been a role of you you tempted man and actually you are beneath man and so I think that a lot of this patriarchy is actually it's actually been embedded in a way in a lot of the the institutions of Christianity, for example, not being having having being allowed to have female priests. Um, I've been to churches in Ghana, for example, where you're going to have a cell group where people come together and they let's say have a prayer meeting every once a week, and the leader has to be a man. And I think if you look at the the way how the Bible has been edited, because everyone knows that, or you should know that there have been books removed out of the Bible. Mm. Um, if you want, I can again put this on Instagram; it's not a problem. Um, but there have been books taken out of the Bible, which um, 
which will go against this patriarchal narrative. So I think a lot of people use religion as a justification for why men are better than women and trying to keep women to a particular role and function in society is the first thing. Mm -hmm. And then I think that, um, and, and I think because of that, women have been relegated to essentially pleasure vehicles a lot of the time or child making vehicles. And as they've been pushing against that, as they've had more economic freedom and, and, and empowerment, they're pushing against this narrative. Um, and and you can sh women are phenomenal. I mean, if men had to do what women do, the population would be zero. You want to put a baby, a baby through <laughs> my pee pee? Never, impossible. Cannot. And you're, I'm not. I'm not going to get paid. Oh, never. So my point is, I think that women have been sort of relegated to this 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 position. Um, and and I think sexually especially, we have been told that if you work hard, part of the, the reward is you get a lot of women. You get a lot of women with female attention, but also you get actively get a lot of women. Yeah. And look at the narrative of Tiger Woods, I always say, you know, work hard and you can be successful. What is what success? It's being able to have lots of women. Yes, money in the cars, whatever it is, but lots of women. And my guy fully enjoyed yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I totally hear you. Look yeah. at P. Diddy. I mean, look at you. I mean, you, there, we could, this could be sitting here looking at a lot of different people. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. And, and even I've had to question myself as to, you know, what is it in me that I'm told that I have to go and pursue women as if to conquer them sexually? Do you see my point? Like, yeah. I always question that, you know, and that's not really my style, to be honest. Like, but it's like, that's what everyone, it's like when you think of status of being a man, it's about how do you, one of the things that, that, that really highlights your manliness or your manlyhood, that word manhood or manliness, is how many women you have conquered or yeah. how many you've had and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's just very, so I think that's part of it. It goes from religion all the way to actually defining what a man is, is essentially subjugating or being better than or powerful than women. Yeah, and I think it's partly now, especially these days, because women have so much power now, or getting yeah. a lot more power now. Yes. That now I think a lot of men feel like, not a lot of men, but there's that feeling that, oh, now the women are, are, are more powerful than me. What can I have? And mm. also, that I think there is, and I, I, I would love to get into this one day, but like there is something between men, I don't know, being jealous of women because they can pr produce children mm. and men cannot. And I think that the idea of women having power and having the ability to produce children, mm. ha having another power that they don't have, um, you know, creates this idea that men have to regain power in some way. And I think that, you know, starting with women being able to entering the workforce, you know, holding all these powerful positions, being billionaires and millionaires, and also raising their family and having and being able to do a lot of the things that would be traditionally the man's role. Mm. I think that, you know, sometimes this is how they feel they can regain that strength and regain that um, position, uh, which is so interesting. I mean, looking at the looking at the mind of the man, you know, I mean, it, it's interesting to, to see that. It's very true. And I've, I've listened to a lot of documentaries about this. It's disturbing. <laughs> no, you know, it, it is because disturbing. because what's interesting is often when you are. When you're on your back on the back foot, that's where violence often often comes in, um, and I do feel that we are going to have to really have a very deep conversation between on, on gender politics 
and the and the role of and the role of men and women within our societies now because previously men were meant to be the you know the alpha male you have to be hard you can't show emotion you can't be spiritually emotionally developed you have to make money you have to get lots of women you have to show you're a man you have to be violent you have to, be, oh, you have to drink a lot you know everything was just showing how hard you are do you see what I'm saying yeah. and actually and and being successful with it and when you look at women like women are going to be are going to be in the next, I think, 20, 30 years, outperforming men. They're already outperforming us at every level from degree, masters and PhD level. This means that they're going to be the next, and they are now being the COOs and CEOs and being directors. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be challenging the architecture that creates the alpha male within business. Mm -hmm. um, and that is where we often show how big we are, how successful, how rich we are. And I think that um, because, because women are challenging our status as what we deem to be manliness, that's where you're gonna see a more increase of violence, use of violence, because it's the last thing we have, we're stronger than you, therefore we wanna keep you in your place. And I think that that is something that we need to have a discussion about because if we continue to use, or, or if we continue to train women and, and, and develop women and or girls and boys in the traditional sense, Actually, are we causing, are we creating future problems? Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, I'll give an, ex an example why, why culture and child rearing has a massive um, impact on, 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 on this topic of violence against women. So I was in South Africa and uh, we got invited to a dinner um, of some really like you know, some professionals and you know, people in the creative space. And this guy, he was very quiet. And I was just like, why is this guy so quiet? And his girlfriend was sitting next to him. And he was like, uh, we started going, getting into conversation between men and men and the male-female sexual politics within mm -hmm. South Africa. And he was saying, you know, he was listening and he said to me, you know, it's funny, like, I really don't like women. Mm. In fact, I hate them. What? Wow. What? And okay. I said, why? And I yeah. said, why? And he, says, he said, you have to remember that if we look at the history of, of South Africa, men were taken from the family, literally moved from the family and forced to work in gold mines in Johannesburg. Mm -hmm. And they were treated like scum, like literally like scum. They weren't allowed to see their families, raise their children. And then a lot of them, the only sort of pleasure they had were like using prostitutes, you know, in the local area, whatever it was. And when they came home, because they had been so demonized and subjugated and, and to be honest, their manliness was destroyed by the overseers. Um, uh, the Afrikaans at the time, um, they often came and wanted to show power and they often started beating women. That's why domestic violence really got really bad in South mm -hmm. Africa. And he said the issue was that obviously the women didn't want to make their children feel bad about their absent father. So with men, they often re raise the boys as if that they are the special child. Mm -hmm. And so it basically perpetuated this sense that men were better than women. And therefore, when you add that, that, that cycle of violence and, and, and the inability for them to really turn their potential into real um, manliness, when I say that, like success, actually sort of turn their, basically live their potential in life, um, violence against women was, was, a, was an easy thing to do. Um, and it expressed that frustration was expressed in violence against women. And I think South Africa has a huge issue because of that. It's, it's you know, it's, it's socially, economically, there's huge, huge issue between mm -hmm. male and, and, and males yeah. and females. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's what I'm saying. Child rearing does have, a, have an impact. And I think also the cultural context has a big impact. And what they justify culture on is often religion. That's why I went mm -hmm. to religion first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot, man. That's a lot to unpack. I think there's a lot to unpack there. And I also think, like, 
right now it's it's kind of for men also to explore that in themselves. I feel like mm. a lot of the time it's like you know it can't be we can fight against it. Women can come together and do everything we can do, but I think men also need to explore what is going on in their own minds to mm. create this type of behavior and also take responsibility for it because obviously we're not saying all men but as a sex this is something that's happening it's a problem and you need to take responsibility for it and you know take the time and put in the work to actually figure out what's going on so yeah i mean that is definitely something that we can hope to see as as you know the conversations i'm glad now that women more have have more of a platform to talk about these issues Mm. and so now it is put on you know, it is put out there and it is, it is put on men as in this is a problem. You guys need to work together and figure out what we're going to do because, um, you know, before when it was just, you know, hit, hidden or, you know, put under the rug um, and it was a huge thing that was happening and there was no light shining upon it. It can just keep, keep rearing its ugly head. But now it's more out there. And as you can see with Weinstein, you know, things are starting to happen. So I'm hoping to see where this is going to go. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Men, men need to approach women as equals and um, stop hunting them like prey and thinking that we're going to get rewarded for it. And I think it's a conversation about actually how men approach women. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And also, every man needs to recognize that they were pushed out of a woman's body. Women pushed them out, yes. and that is why they're here. Like the biggest, gloriest <laughs> man, the Rock, anybody, mm. a woman pushed you out of their body, mm. and that is why you're there. So, I mean, you need to recognize, as they say, or throw some respect on it. Put some respect on it. I like to just say that I've paid my debt to my mother. Um, I you went, never can pay the debt. I, I did. Um, I um, I told her, I was like, Mom, I've paid the placenta tax. I've That's paid it rough. in full. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I told her, Mom, I've paid. I said, because what happened, I bought her a 500-pound blender, um, a Vitamix. And I said, Mom, this is my placenta tax. It's paid in full. And uh, She should have taken that <laughs> right back in your face. <laughs> My mom is cantankerous, boy. Listen, I said 500 pound blender. You could have got over 23 pounds for Kenwood. You know what I'm saying? I got you 500 pound placenta tax paid. So, um, yeah, I got a receipt. Great. That's not enough. My debt has been paid. That's terrible. Yeah, it's going to shoot me. We're going to get hit. You're definitely (laughs) I don't agree with that. Just let me know. Just keep me alive because I have nothing to do with that. Listen, my mom and I, we have a very unique relationship where we like to annoy each other. So that was my pleasant sense attack story. Um, But yeah, we'd love to hear your views. We'd love to hear your experiences about that, actually, because I think, you know, these are just my views. They're Mm -hmm. informed from my experience. But I want to really hear from you guys as to... Yeah, educate us. Definitely. What you've been through, what you've seen your family, friends go through, what your what you see as a trend in society. Are things changing? What's the role of pornography in yeah. in the whole dynamic? And also, kind of, what do you guys think the answer is? Like, yes. where do you think we go from here? You know, how do we really make that change and make it, um, and then and, and create noise around this? I'd love to hear from that as well. Exactly. But until then. Until then, we will it, talk to you soon. Keep it gritty. Keep it gritty. You in the presence of a giant All my life my race had to be defiant To be heard I had to cause a riot You in the presence of a giant All it took was a split from a little grid All it took was a split from a little grid All it took was a split from a little grid All it took was a split from a little grid Yeah